When you're a secretary in a brewery, it's pretty hard to make believe you're anything else. Everything is beer. Welcome to the Thunder Brew Distillery here in Karanos Dunmore. Dust off your favourite drinking mug, order a pint of Rhapsody Malt and settle in. It's time for another round of Tavern Cast with your hosts Cromley, Aloysius Cargan Kernfeter. We'll bring you tools, tips, tales and tricks from the great world of Warcraft. Welcome to Tavern Cast. This week's show is for August 8th, 2005. This week, the show is brought to you by Dixie Blackened Voodoo Stout. Cheers! Cheers. Oh, dear. <laughs> so anyway, I just want to thank everyone for uh, all the responses we've had on our forums. We want to remind everyone to uh, sign up for our forums on our website at www.taverncast.com. Just click on the forums link uh, on, on the site and sign up. You'll need to have an email account. This is Cromley and... Oh, sorry. This is Aloysius. <laughs> this is Karg. And Kerkater. Yeah, Aloysius had a slight problem over there remembering his name. Yeah, and he's only drank like three swallows of beer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so what have you guys been up to this week? Well, I, this has been Battlegrounds week for me. I've been in there quite a bit playing, and my reputation now with the Stormpike Dwarves inside uh, Alterac Valley Battlegrounds is up to revered, so I got to buy some cool stuff. I got a Stormpike Hammer, um, which is... One hand mace and does about uh, 49 something damage DPS and Sweet. It's, it's pretty cool. And then uh, I'm gonna be honor wise with kill points. I'm gonna be master sergeant this week, uber leap in in, uh, in PvP. So with with your new weapon, does that mean you'll be able to kill people at, at level 55 and no, above? No, not really. No. Actually, you know. No, I, <laughs> I actually have a funny story from within uh, Alterac Valley from actually this morning. I was fighting a shaman one-on-one, and the shaman, it was a level 60 shaman and I going at it, and we got sort of off into a corner and started going on at one-on-one. And uh, Sounds romantic. It, it was, <laughs> there was lots of... Um, this love of mine. Wow. I have a thing for cow <laughs> I like my cow. So, anyways, I digress. But we were fighting over in a remote location, and um, the we kind of went at it for a while. The health got down real low. He healed. I healed. We started fighting again. Levels got down real low. He healed. I healed up. We both did the slash laugh emote almost at the exact same time, and then we stopped fighting and ran away from each other. Which was pretty funny. We Brave just figured enough was enough. It's going to go on for hours. Let's go get other kills someplace else. Yeah. That was RP meets PvP. Exactly. LOL, run away. Well, I've been doing a lot of Battlegrounds myself. Uh, some of it with Aloysius when I can't avoid it. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm too busy RPing in Battlegrounds with my foreign friends. Let's fall in love. One on one off yeah, the That's water. what they're calling it. Mr. Shaman, I love you. You're so beautiful. Hey one now. on one in the dark hey corner. Now. Come now. Oh, Come now. So, yeah, I've been doing a lot of Battleground stuff, too. I'm a little bit behind Aloysius and the uh, reputation. Well, there's uh, a reason for that. With Stormpike. Yeah, I was on vacation, so that's my reasoning. But I'll probably hit Master Sergeant, too, this week. 
and I respect twice, so now I'm more of a uh, subtlety slash assassination build instead of mostly uh, subtlety. I'm sorry, did you just say you respect twice this week? Yeah. That must have been expensive. Yeah, that was 25 gold. Holy cats. It was 10 the first time and 15 the second, so... Wow. You rich Yeah, bitch. I respect once to mostly assassination, and I didn't much care for that that build. I'd lost some useful stuff, so... Went back to something that got me all the, the special stuff I wanted, and I'll probably talk about that maybe next week. I'll talk about my reasons for doing that and what talents I was shooting to get and that kind of thing. It's a show are you itself. happy, then, with where you are now? Uh, so far, I haven't had a lot chance to try it in Battlegrounds. But You did not like going all assassination, though, right? No, I'd lost some very useful talents, like Improved Sap, and I was too used to using them. So I'm, I'm happy where I haven't got a chance to try it out in depth. The only place I've done any PvP since I did the respec was, of all places, the Dark Moon Fair. So <laughs> we'll talk about that a little later. Uh, the Horde showing up at the Dark Moon Fair are having a rather rough time enjoying the fair. Yes, I think. yes, they are. So much hate. I think I ganked about six of them this morning myself. Yeah, I got about that many too. Yeah. So, Karg, what have you been doing this week in Warcraft? Oh, so much. No. <laughs> Actually, this week has been really rough. Didn't really do much except log in, and actually, I did go on um, a raid on Skullmance to get my head piece, my final piece for my set. Of course, Dreadmiss. Yeah, Dreadmiss. You got the cap, whole set now. Except the hat, yeah. Nice. But of course, you know, the rogue hat dropped, so yay for Crumley. Yay for me. Except who did not go. I, I have no. <laughs> I have no set items at all, so I can't. So that was another, item. you know, two two hours wasted. Yeah, actually, I did a raid on um, East Stratholme, and that that was okay. Well, I have all that to look forward to since I haven't gotten quite there yet. That's right. <laughs> so much to look forward to. Yeah. Well, this week I've I am now level 17. Woohoo! Two levels. Yay. Yeah, Woo. two whole levels in the span of seven days. That works well. Not too bad. I have attended a meeting with a bunch of my fellow Eve Night Dreamer members. We talked about different ways to further our different RP stories through the actions of the guild. And it was interesting to have, I don't know, six, no, there were probably eight to ten of us there. And we concluded the meeting, um, well, we didn't really conclude the meeting because the server crashed. <laughs> Yay, server! Go Blizzard! <laughs> yeah, that was a problem all week this week. All the servers were having issues. Yeah, Loot lag, crashes. It seems to be a more a, a really um, big deal on um, on Scarlet Crusade. I've seen a lot more people posting about the horrible lag there. <laughs> but anyway, maybe, back, maybe that's because you guys are just real <laughs> long-winded. Well, we are. We are. Throwing up all the bandwidth. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the PvP doesn't do that. Yeah, right. But uh, but anyway, so we had we had a meeting which um, kind of tended to flesh out a couple large ideas, um, big ideas that will help to further storylines within the guild. So it was it was a pretty sedate week. Now, did you tell all your friends about Karg and did you give them my phone number? No, I didn't. <laughs> but I told them to send money in game to you. Perfect. But you forgot to tell him what server, and then you made an, a secondary character for your own card. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you should have done. You realize you got to make a card on every server. That's all right. I did that, too. <laughs> oh, great. Feel the love. So if you're on Manorot, please send money to Karg2. <laughs> no, it's Karg underscore N-O-O-B. <laughs> I got that one, too. Oh, you did? <laughs> so let's take a look at the news. The news. All right, so we've learned that very soon now the Torin will not be restricted to just having the Kodo as a mount, that big beast they ride around. But Blizzard hasn't really said yet what the other mount options are going to be. I, I don't know if they're going to get a new kind of mount. It's got to be something big. 
Well, yeah, actually, they did answer. People were saying, so will they be able to ride the raptors or the, the wolves or what? And apparently, no, they can't ride those because they'd crush them. So I, I'm <laughs> guessing they're going to get new new beasts of some kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so to, in that case, size does matter. Um, size always matters. Uh-huh. <laughs> in World of Warcraft, what right. are you thinking? We're talking about the, the mounts. I don't know. Here's a new one. Fear spells will now cause opponents to flee immediately, even if they were already moving. Cool. Well, this should cut down the number of situations where the fear hasn't been taking effect. Now, that's according to Blizzard. For me, fear takes effect every damn time it's used. The fear thing for me is supposedly it has diminishing returns. Like, if you get feared once, the second time it happens, it's less. Mm -hmm. The third time it happens, Mm -hmm. it's less than that. And then it doesn't happen anymore. But there have been times with a warlock or something where I've been feared over and over and over and over (coughs) again until I die. I don't... You have to face your fear. You're a very cowardly person. face your fear. When danger reared its ugly head, he bravely turned his tail and said... You're a cowardly paladin. You're (laughs) role-playing. I bravely run away. <laughs> fear can't be a factor. So hopefully, I mean, I'm happy they're fixing fear and all, but I wish they'd fix some other things instead. So Blizzard is here's one for you, Karen Kater. They've officially stated now that on roleplay servers you are not required to speak in Elizabethan English. They officially stated it. Apparently, there were some folks who thought otherwise and they were making an issue. Out we of it. mentioned that in our last podcast, um, in our last tavern cast about um, you don't have to speak in Old English. You can speak in whatever way you feel is important with your character. Uh, last thing is the Zulgurub raid instance uh, is almost finished, and a preview of it is up on the main World of Warcraft site today, actually. And Zulgurub is going to be a 20-person casual raid zone, intended to fit in somewhere between Upper Blackrock Spire and Molten Core. The mob and boss encounters inside it are going to be tuned, assuming raid groups don't have Molten Core or better loot. So in other words, if you go in there and you've got sort of the general level 50 or 60 armor. You're going to do okay in <laughs> like there. Me. Yeah, <laughs> like, like most of us except for card, right. basically. Um, so you'll be able to do okay there and fare well against the beast and not drop right away. And there's going to be a lot of bosses with well-scripted attacks in the zone and should be a lot of fun and a challenge to the semi-casual player set. So Molten Core and Blackwing Lair are definitely for the hardcore set. And this one I think they're trying to make it so that it's a little bit easier to go in and, and have a cool experience and learn some neat uh, large raid tricks and get good loot. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be kind of fun. That sounds like something I might want to do when I get up there. Cause I yeah. managed to Where's his Zolgurub going to be? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Zolgurub is in Stranglethorn Vale. It's that area oh, okay. that yeah, if you're familiar with Stranglethorn Vale, it's, it's closed off right now, but there's some, what is it, 58, 55 elites. Elites, yeah, yeah up in that area guarding it. So it, it's hmm. in there. Yeah, it was in there. It's an outdoor raid instance, too, kind of like Zulfaric. Cool. I like Zulfaric. Time, then, for another MMO slang terms of the week. What are you talking about? This week, we've got AOE slash AE and Access of Evil. That's not it. And the proc. AE is American Eagle. Oh, wait. Well, since you guys are doing, maybe Karg would be the best person to answer what AOE is. Because you're an AOE user. What is AOE, Karg? Isn't that AOL? (laughs) (laughs) Keyword Warcraft. (laughs) Well, it's a type of spell or ability that affects an area instead of a single target. So, you know, like Rain of Fire or for a mage. Like the Frost Frost Nova. Frost Frost Nova, Nova, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really have to do direct damage. I mean, it could just be... Yeah, it can either be centered on the caster or targeted. Right. Where this comes up a lot that it might throw people is in the chat log. When, especially in PvP or in raids, 
or in groups going into instances it comes up a lot because people are calling for AoE or don't do AoE is usually what you mm -hmm. what you see. When someone's calling for AoE, it's usually in PvP and they want the mages yeah. or the warlocks or something to go up and just drop a ton of, you know, it's fireballs really from the there. sky or yeah. whatnot down on you see them. That. And then in instances a lot you hear people saying don't do the AoE uh, because it, it will aggro more than, than one mob onto you at once and it's hard to control what mobs are are coming after you and what mobs aren't. So, well, that's fun sometimes, though. Yeah. <laughs> the next uh, term is proc. P-R-O-C. Proc. And this is one that actually Cromley and I were talking about on Saturday, and neither one of us could remember what the heck it stood for, so I felt inclined to look it up. When someone says proc, they're usually talking about a weapon. So if you've got a, a weapon that uh, in the description says something like, has a chance on hit of launching a fireball that does 350 damage, say... I want that one. <laughs> right. Um, then you would say that the weapon procs about five out of ten times or so if you were describing yeah. how that fireball When you say it procs a fireball. Right. So what proc means is process on action. And so it's an item that has a proc will perform some extra ability randomly. Um, so, I'm not sure where so the heck Blizzard's... proc came from, actually. Sounds like a programming yeah. term to me. Well, so Blizzard servers has a proc of going down. Exactly. On action of us joining a uh, instance. Right. You have a proc of saying <laughs> so, the wrong word every five times. Out of, out of, out of six. Out of, yeah. <laughs> I have a proc of forgetting my name. What's your name? I forgot. Okay. Proc. <laughs> Time for another Taverncast level up. This week we're looking at levels two through four. Car, you work on your character at all this week? Yeah, actually, you know what? I did it today. <laughs> in 10 minutes. In about, in about 10, 20 minutes, I got to level 3.5. I didn't go to 4 because... Loser. Uh, and um, level 2 to 3 for a night elf is pretty much killing more uh, night sabers and wall boars. <laughs> it's uh <laughs> prefer to show one <laughs> yeah two. well no the higher levels click here right so i needed to use more mana and more did you run into the that hot deer chick <laughs> yes actually she was pretty hot and i actually spent two minutes there yeah okay those chicks are hot they are hot. those deer chick antelope it's just girls. a costume i mean they're real chicks it's you just, keep telling yourself. <laughs> oh, so it's like a chick in a deer costume in the back, like with a midget. Move, they're on wheels or something. So right, like, right. Well, why are they in the costume? A dog in a costume. They're role playing. <laughs> but you know, that's pretty much all I did was kill boars and uh, panthers. Actually, I killed gremlins too. Whatever looked like gremlins, they called what? Grells. Grel Grels and grelkins. Grelkin, yeah. Just things. gremlins. Or hey. <laughs> We're recording! <laughs> Let's make as much noise as we can! Alright, so let's give you some tips for what we learned from levels 2 and 4. Um, here's a good one. Every class starts the game with a few basic abilities already present in their action bar. One of these is attack. And since the attack ability is something that is always present and will automatically go off when you right-click an attackable mob or player anyways, you might as well open up some free space in your action bar for other abilities by dragging the attack icon out of its space and into the main screen area. And if you click, once it's in the center screen, it'll disappear. 
You can then move your remaining abilities into the action bar spaces you want them in. Remember that each box inside your lower left hand side action bar corresponds to a number key on your keyboard. So I found that it's great to, it's a time saver and it's just great period to put your most frequently used spells and abilities in the one through five number, numbered slots, which are an easy reach of your fingers if you use the A, W, S, and D keys to move your character. And so this is like, you know, if you're moving and you have a common attack that, that you do every time you attack, you can easily reach it with your, with your index finger and just trigger them down the line from one to five. So it's kind of cool to move those things in there and, and make it happen. You know what I like to do? The whole first line is all attack icons. I've got my smite, my fear, my shadow word pain, star shards, everything on the first on the first line. And then if I hit shift two, you get a whole nother bar. And I put all my heal ones there: heal, renew, resurrection, shielding, blessings, and stuff like that. And so that way you got all all attack on one line, all heal on one, and then like my third one, I'll do all of my different mana potions or food and things like that. If you don't have a third-party user interface like CTMod or something like that where you have a special user interface, it's a really great quick way of being able to put everything at your fingertips using the number keys across the top of your keyboard. Keep in mind too that you can add a second action bar on the top and to the right with the regular World of Warcraft interface as well. You just go to the interface section and turn those tabs on and you'll be good to go. You guys are so organized. So with bags, I'm sure everyone by now should already know that hitting, pressing the B key will pull up your main bag, the bag that you start out with uh, from level 1. Two things that you can do to open the rest of your bags when you have 4 or 5 bags is either hold on the shift key while pressing the B key, or do it like how Silly Kark does it and press B and press F11, F10, F9, F8 and... Oh, they're all bound to the F Yeah, keys they're all bound to the F keys. Oh, why don't you just do Shift B and open them all? Sometimes I'm quicker. Draw. So I'm I'm just used to that, and um, so when you're using the F keys, at what rate do your bags proc? Oh, they proc. 100 percent, 100 percent, 100 percent. That's those are crit bags. What? If, yeah, not <laughs> yeah, though. Well, you could critical fail. What if you like miss the F key and hit like escape See, or something? Or, or unlike, worse yet, the, the, the Windows, Windows key. key. <laughs> unlike Paladins, Warlocks shoot to yeah, we've kill. Known some people to hit that Windows. Maybe we should explain yeah. that for the Mac people, just so the Mac people know how good they've got it. If you accidentally hit the Windows key while you're playing, which I've done a million times. <laughs> You're in an instant, say, and you're running around doing your thing, and people are counting on you for that heal in the final and moment, you and you get frantic, and you away. get a little freaky, and <laughs> you hit the Windows key, <laughs> and you go out. Suddenly, you're out in the middle of a window somewhere, and you come back, and your whole party's dead, and there's a bunch of, like, you know, expletives. G-damn you, Eloy! <laughs> OMFG, Eloy! What the TF, Eloy? Not that you have any direct experience. With yeah, this, and right? then I just type <laughs> Windows key, and they're like, sigh. Uh, here we go again. Remember that when you learn new skills, it might be confusing us at first about how you put those uh, those abilities into your action bar. When you learn a new skill and train up, it goes into your spell book. And what you need to do is open your spell book and then find the new ability that you just learned and drag that into the action bar. And you can do that either by clicking on the little spell book icon down in the main interface if you're using the normal WoW interface, or you can press P. And P will open up the spell book. Just drag it into your action bar, and it's good to go. For those of you who uh, are used doing, starting out doing quest, you find that 
as you progress on your levels, the uh, NPCs will gradually get more difficult to locate. But Blizzard is kind enough to help you with indicators on the map when you see yellow dots. Those are usually the quest givers that you have to go to. Although, yeah, this little guy pops up in the mini-map, and it says Blizzard on him, and he goes, I'm here to help you! Just go like, over there, Karg! Just like the Microsoft... Well, I although I realize that as you go higher in levels, the yellow dots seem to disappear. I've never noticed that. I've never... I don't know if you can turn it off, or if I turned it off, or, or something, but... When I was, when I was Definitive doing, advice uh, from the Tavern Cast crew. When, when We're not sure, user. but we think that in later levels, everything gets screwed up and no one knows how to track anything anymore. That's a definite thing. But we could be wrong. <laughs> and that wraps up this week's Tavern Cast level up. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. I'm only level three. What do I know? <laughs> gosh. Go kill gosh. some more panthers, dude. <laughs> Something or just stand there and bleed. Uh, this is the dark corner, all about rouge. <laughs> Card, take it away. <laughs> oh, ouch. Cromley, what kind of lipstick did you find this week? Black. Well, first of all, you gotta put in a firm foundation. <laughs> you know, I would never have come up with that. Anyways, no, this is rogues, not rouges. So. Aww. I will persist, although it's been decades that that's gone on, probably. Anyways, today I'm going to talk about attributes and equipment choices with rogues. First of all, I'm going to go over the different attributes and roughly the order that they are a priority for rogues. So I'm sure this will be not much surprise to most people that agility is your number one attribute that you want to increase as a rogue. Uh, for one thing, it increases your attack power, it increases your chance of getting critical hits, uh, it adds to your dodge chance, it, and it adds directly to your defense in melee. Yeah, I cannot believe how much you can dodge in yep. PvP. It's Dodging, just crazy. Well, that's important because you have no hit points. So <laughs> it's a lot better to not take the damage, believe me. So that is your number one priority is agility. Uh, second is strength. It's also good because it adds to your damage output in terms of damage per second, uh, DPS. But, you know, it's not as good as agility because agility gives you all those other benefits. And then I'd say third is stamina. Stamina is important. It gives you more hit points, but you know, you're never going to have that many hit points. You're a rogue. I would always take one of the other two, agility or strength over stamina, given the choice. But still, stamina is better than, uh, say, intellect, which is probably the most useless. The only possible benefit I can figure out for a rogue is that it makes it slightly more likely that your uh, weapon skill will go up when, you're, when you've hit a new level or, or you're oh, picking for, up a new so weapon So it'll increase skill. your rate of skill ups? Yeah. Right. which is really not all that important. And then Spirit, I think, is pretty much the same way. As far as I know, all Spirit does is uh, improve your rate of mana regeneration and maybe health regeneration. But, but you don't have any mana, right? I, well, yeah, you have no mana as a rogue, and I've never noticed it have much effect on health regeneration. So Intellect and Spirit are pretty much just for the casters. Us uh, rogues and I suppose warriors are the same. I mean, we don't need that stuff. And then the other part that's kind of an attribute is armor, your armor rating. That's just based off your equipment and buffs. Uh, reduces the amount of damage that you take from hits. I would say in terms of equipment, which we'll be getting into, but I wouldn't worry about the armor rating of an equipment item all that much. I mean, obviously higher is better, but you know, you're never going to be uh, you're never going to be a, a tank. Would a you have, would you say though as a class that rogues are equipment dependent? 
Well, everybody's equipment dependent to but some I extent. Mean, but some you're very much more. I, I'd say, yeah, you are. There's certainly classes that can do their role better, more effectively without mm-hmm. lead equipment than a rogue. But I mean, as a rogue, you got to go in face to face with whatever you're fighting. So you need if all you the have bad equipment. Exactly. That. So yeah, well now we'll talk about equipment. I'd say the most important equipment for a rogue are your weapons. You can dual wield two weapons at the same time. You can use dagger, mace, sword, or fist weapons. I've used all of them except fist weapons. I've never bothered with fist weapons. I think I've seen one green fist weapon in my entire career in It doesn't Warcraft. seem like there's a lot of fist weapons in the game. Yeah, so I I mean, because I've looked from time to time just for kicks. And yeah. I don't think never, I've seen one. There's never anything up seen on the auction them, but, house. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen one drop as loot, so it's, I'm not going to bother skilling it up, you know. Uh, daggers is kind of what people generally think of as rogues using, but really they're only required if you want to use the backstab or the ambush talents as attacks. Other than that, I would just... My, my mantra has always been go for the highest DPS weapon that you got. That's what your class is all about as a rogue, is to just do damage as fast as you can. I would say of the different attributes of a weapon, the DPS is the most important. Now, will all of the weapons work with the rogue's poisoning skill? Yes. All weapons will So even will a mace will, will Even a mace, use. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know that from experience. The only weapons that won't are ranged weapons, and I kind of wish that you could apply poison to ranged weapons, but that would probably be a little too overpowered. Now, what do you get out of pickpocketing? Pickpocket generally gives you uh, a small amount of money. Uh, it also gives you some various minor items. For the most part, they're just gray items. They don't sell for very Never much. Never get anything good like Occasionally, or... you can get uh, potions or gems. Uh, those are probably the best. I, I imagine that's the equivalent of a critical success or whatever with pickpocketing is you get a gem or a potion. Who can you pickpocket? You can pickpocket any... Well, it can be a little weird. I mean, you can pickpocket any humanoid. <laughs> yeah, he pickpocketed at Naga the other day. Yeah, I was pickpocketing Naga, so she was weird. Or even weirder was skeletons. He was pickpocketing the Naga's skin pockets. <laughs> exactly. Oh. So what? it's a little strange, but... Oh. Yeah. Hey, anything for the silver, right? <laughs> but you can't pickpocket a fellow Alliance member. You can't, or pickpocket, a... you can't pickpocket allied players, and you can't pickpocket enemy faction players. So I should okay. say you can't pickpocket players at all. So you really only have a rogue. Yeah. Come on, Blizzard, let me pickpocket everybody. I'm sure that'd make rogues very popular. Probably would like it, Blizzard, if you could let him pickpocket the Knoll's skin pockets. And Karg would make videos and sell it on the internet. <laughs> the interweb? Can't pickpocket animals. That's about where it draws the line. Turtles, can't really pickpocket them. Sorry. <laughs> and you probably wouldn't want to. <laughs> I'm pickpocketing the turtle. The, the emote comes back. Turtle looks quizzically at you. <laughs> but it doesn't run away very quickly turtle at all. Turtle elicits strained expression on face. <laughs> what did you pickpocket? The turtle makes sound like, ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Different kind of backstab. <laughs> <laughs> the only the other big question I think people have or rogues have is, given two weapons, do you want one that's slower or faster, assuming they have roughly equivalent damage per second? I mean, the way that the math is going to work, since DPS is an average, is that slower is going to be harder hitting, fast is going to do less damage per hit, but hit more times. Uh, if it's harder hitting, that means there's a, a larger amount of possible damage coming from that weapon per hit, which means that abilities like backstab that add to the, your damage from a hit will do more damage with the heavier weapons like that. So that might be good. On the other hand though, faster weapons hit more often, 
and if you're using poison, which we'll do a segment about poison at some point, but that gives you more chances to apply poison. And since, like at my level, my poisons can do up to like 100 plus points of damage on a hit, that might make up, you know, quite a difference. So it's really, I think it's kind of a wash, and I think it's your choice is how your play style goes. The other nice thing to keep in mind about poisons and other damage over times is they go through armor. So even if you're fighting a heavily armored warrior, you lay those poisons or other damage over time stuff on them, their armor doesn't absorb any of that. And that's a good way to deal with the heavily armored ones. So other other weapon bonuses to look for when you're doing this. Uh, agility, obviously, strength, and stamina, the same top three uh, attributes we talked about. Anything that adds to your attack power, your dodge bonus is also good. And, of course, procs that are handy. So Proc! Like, sometimes you'll see things that proc, like, give you more mana or he- add more to your healing stuff. Obviously, those aren't for your class. Those are for priests or something. You know, let them have them. Yay! <laughs> Just so you're saying that in an instance, the rogue looting the uber two-hand sword is not advisable? Well, you'll get good money for it. <laughs> <laughs> so then you would be true to your class. It's not going to yeah. endear you any to your fellow... All you're probably not going to get to go to another instance. Okay. And actually, in my case, if I roll, it's not going to matter. Probably <laughs> yeah. so. rolls a one. Yeah, and, and the time you win, you probably deserve it. Yeah. yeah. All you ever see in Cromley's roll log is critical fail, critical fail, critical fail, critical fail. Cromley rolls a one. Critical <laughs> fail, critical fail. <laughs> Talking quickly about armor, it's a little more straightforward. I, I would say go for uh, good bonuses to the important stats like agility more than the armor rating. Um, like I said, you're never going to have very good armor ratings, so you know it's not really that important. Spell resistances are nice, but it's never been exactly clear to me exactly how those spell resistances work. Um, even when I've had pretty good resistance gear, I've never had it say anything better than poor. Actually, I haven't either. I think you've so I don't know a, what that means. Yeah, you got to get a lot, I think, before it makes much So I, I really just base it off the attribute bonuses that you get from a piece of armor. Unless there's a really big difference in the armor rating or something. I just go for the good attribute bonuses. So, And then um, just quickly talk about the different races. I- I've thought about this a little bit, and I can't really see much difference. I mean, the bonuses that you get for picking a different race in terms of a rogue are, are really kind of minor. Like, I think Night Elves would probably be your best choice, but you get a bonus of 1% to your dodge. And I think you can end up with a 3-point higher agility. So, you know, my agility is like, I don't know, almost 300 What or about gnomes with their escape artist ability? Is but escape artists, that could be helpful, except escape artist, I think, takes like two seconds to go. Oh. That's not good. Two seconds is too long in PvP. So, I, I think really they're kind of pretty well balanced. I did notice that um, I recently made a dwarf, and uh, the dwarven treasure sensing thing would be pretty handy if you're a high-level rogue and just want to go after those chests in an instance or something. Basically, I would just say go with whatever race you want to play. And if you have questions or comments about rogues or any of the things I've said, feel free to log into our uh, forums at taverncast.com and ask a question. No, yeah, I still understand you. Let's try it again. Okay. Much better. This now, man is learning how to become a professional intercom announcer. 
Yes, there are hundreds of immediate openings for annoying and inarticulate people just like you. And after just six short weeks at the School of Intercom Announcing, you too will be ready to frustrate thousands. We'll teach you how to blow into a microphone. How to obscure key words in important announcements. This is the final boarding call for With your PA degree from SIA, you'll be on your way to low-paying jobs in discount stores, malls, airports, even restaurants. The School of Intercom Announcing. Just dial 1-800-246-6360 today. Time for Out of Character. This week, uh, we're going to start with some introduction to the lore of Warcraft. I'm going to reference you back to what we talked about last week about ways to develop your character. We talked about ideas to get to be able to start your character, where you can get some of the backstory to be able to get your name and the motivation for your character. What I'm going to direct you to is to the main page of the World of Warcraft. So go to worldofwarcraft.com. On the left-hand side, there's a bunch of icons that are in blue. Click on the one that says Game Info. Under that, you'll have a subheading for Introduction. If you click on that, then you'll see another subheading for Story. If you click on that link for Story, you'll be directed to a page which includes the history of Warcraft, a timeline, and six chapters, which goes pretty in-depth to the whole story of World of Warcraft, including where the elves came from, the different wars, etc. and so forth. Read that if you're interested in getting some backstory to your character and can't really come up with anything, because you're going to be able to hear, you'll be able to read more about what happened, where it happened, why some factions are the way they are. So that can really help you in getting a, getting a better handle on your backstory. We'll make sure that we put the, the actual HTML link up on the forum so you can quickly click it and reference it as well. Yep, it's on the out-of-character forum. You'll see it there listed during the um, in one of the links there. So just kind of keep your eyes peeled for that. I love the lore. I think it's really cool. Uh, I've read through that document maybe twice now, and I, I think that if you don't know the lore and you end up reading it, uh, a lot of the place names in the game and the, the things that are going on in the game actually reference back to all the stuff in the past. And so if you're of a mindset that appreciates the lore in the game, knowing about what happened before really adds depth to the world that you're playing in now. So it's pretty cool stuff. It'll make it interesting when you're playing to say, oh yeah, that place, I read about that on the, in the lore. So it, it really does add a depth to it. Well, there's a lot of cool things that. where you can get hints for what the developers might be planning for the future too, based on what's come before. Um, and how it relates to the present things that are going on in the game. I'm not going to say how because I don't want to spoil some of that, but there are things in the games that are answered questions to things that have come in the, in the past that are, I'm assuming anyways, talking about things that are coming in the future. Mm -hmm. And it's cool. That's a good point. The other thing I wanted to touch on briefly today was on how to roleplay, good do's and don'ts for interactions with other players. First of all, if you're new to role-playing, like the three of you are, and you find yourself in a city and you want to role-play with someone, let's say you're standing at the mailbox like I was the other day and you see another character and you'd like to talk to them. Don't you kill them. No. Well, they're horde, and if Come they're on. green or better, 
Oh. Yes, if oh. That, that's the case, Crownley. Absolutely. Oh, wait, right. if you're Alliance and we're in a starting area, I know what you do. You send them a message that says, join my guild. Do you have any silver? <laughs> that's a surefire way to No, no, you just invite them to your guild over and over again. Yeah. Join my guild. Join my guild. Join my guild. <laughs> and then join when you get guild. that on your screen, you do slash ignore the player's <laughs> name, and they'll never bother you again. My ignore list is filled up. Now, what, what you really want to do is, is you say you walk up to a character, you walk up to some group of folks in the inn, and they're standing there talking, and you, a good way to do it is to do it in say, so do slash say, and then you can say something like, pardon me, or excuse me, and then lead in with a, a good question. Pardon me, do you know the way to blah, 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 or pardon me, is this your first time here? Something that's a, a not, something that's an open-ended question that can get some conversation going back and forth. It's a good way to know if... Um, the characters that you've come up to are actually interested in role-playing because some people on the RP server, believe it or not, aren't. Um, it's also a good way, Karg, for finding out if your character that you're dis that you're addressing could possibly be a male or a female. If you're sometimes the a you good way to that you can... information. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hi, I'm Karg interested in role-playing. Piss off, I'm a girl. <laughs> well, I'm saying I've heard of it. you, Karg. Leave. <laughs> Slash ignore Karg. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the the comment that you made last week was, "How can you tell if they're if they're a guy or a girl?" And in I, the game, in, in the game. <laughs> well, you're talking about the the person behind the tune in the game, and I don't know if that's always necessarily true, but sometimes you can tell by the way that they RP or the stories that they have. Now that said, there are some RPers in the guild that I'm in that are that RP very very well, and they're men. Is that disturbing? No, it isn't. But how do you know for sure that they're guys? I mean, how do you well, actually Well, because know? we posted pictures on our on our guild server. You do oh, have pictures on your guild server? Yeah. Like that. I need the URL. <laughs> I'm saving all of you from Eve Night Dreamers from Karg. No, Karg, Karg loves... Karg will love you Basically, a long time. It's going to be easy to know if Karg shows up on the RP server. He's going to be Thunder Noob. <laughs> <laughs> you know... Tardalicious and Tardalicious. he's gonna be the gnome jumping around in the newbie areas. Well, I can't I can't remember which one of my guild members suggested it, but that that that's a good way to uh, a good way to interact with people is to start out you you meet them you come up to someone who you don't know, um, don't use their character name for example if you if you met if you're walking up to someone on the street you wouldn't say hi excuse me John can you tell me what time it is because you don't know their name their name isn't in green above their head so does, does no one ever sure. call that out then sometimes you don't and you know how you do it you go excuse me druid do you have the do you know the way to such and forth and you can tell by looking at the way that they're dressed or sometimes the things that they wear that seems to be much more acceptable for commonplace so what I'll do is I'll say pardon me Paladin, have you seen this NPC? So the rule of thumb for their RP servers basically is just play it as if it were real and you're actually immersed in that world as opposed to oh, you see green letters over our heads that say our names. Oh, always. Which would you be you cool, know what will be interesting? Always. I'm going to play a blind gnome. So you're going to turn your monitor off while you play? No, he's just going to like <laughs> go into the newbie area, walk into a wall, set it on auto run, and keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and he stays there until he's level 60. Carry on, Kern. Interesting RP idea. <laughs> Slashing door card. <laughs> uh, one of the posts in the forums this past week has also been about macros. What I wanted to say about macros is during the beta testing, I had set up a macro that every time that I would attack an enemy with a certain spell, my character would automatically say, I smite you, and then the name would come up of whoever was attacking. And let me tell you how annoying that got. 
Because it's all the time. Because right? it's all the, it's time. all the time. If you use the same yeah. spell all the time. But if you have a particular spell that you use rarely, you can have your character actually shout something out. So by making the macro, you actually do that. Now you, Aloysius, know more about where to actually click on to make the macros. I'm not that familiar right I can't remember exactly. The easiest way to make a macro is to just type slash macro into your chat window. The macro menu will come up and you basically just click on the new key uh, and that will allow you to create a new macro. The first thing you do is you drag an icon that you choose into a little box. You pick a name for it, say macro one, and then you write the code. And the code, here's a sample code that's really easy. Let's say you want to say, I smite you. And Karg. I smite you, Karg. And then you cast uh, Frostfire on Karg. Okay? So what you do <laughs> is up, that <laughs> you, in the code, you, you type slash s, for, or slash say, I smite you, Karg. And then you do, you go into your spell book, you find the Frostfire spell, and you shift-click the Frostfire spell, that will automatically put the code into your macro. Meaning you hold down the shift key and then you press left-click or right-click. And left-click the spell. Yes. Left -click hold the down spell. the shift key, left-click the spell that you want, it goes into your macro, and then you press complete, drag the icon of the macro that you want down into your action bar, and when you press that macro, it will say, I smite you, Karg, at the same time that you're laying down Frostfire onto Karg. That's really cool. So if you don't want to say... I smite you, Karg. <laughs> If you don't want to say card every time. Slash ignore card should be your third one. <laughs> yes, everyone should have the slash ignore card macro. <laughs> if you don't want to say card every time you make a macro, what you can also do is while you're while you're typing out your macro, slash say I smite you, and if you do the percent sign and T, that means target. So let's say you have highlighted a gnarled furlbog. So you can click on your macro and it'll say I smite you, gnarled furlbog, and then the next time you use it, I smite you you know, webwood, spine weaver, whatever. And the way that works in your macro code is it says slash say I smite you, comma, percent, percent T. T is in Tom. T is in target. There's a whole lot of things in macros that we're not covering here, but this gives you the basics of what Krenkater is trying to go over here. The, the benefit to having a macro on the on the RP server is that it demonstrates a willingness to uh, roleplay and to interact with others. So if you have a a macro that goes with all of your buffs that you're doing and you want to throw a fortitude buff on someone who's running past you and you say um, I bless you percent T I bless you Karg then you're going to have someone who says you know wow this person just went ahead and gave this to me it's gonna open up a whole nother role-playing possibility for you so that might be something for you if you're having a hard time either interacting with others um, as far as starting the RP or if you're not really sure how to do it, it might be a good thing to start. So there's that for you. If you have any other comments or questions about macros or anything related to RP, please, please send me a message on the forum. Uh, post something there and I'd be happy to get back to you. Stay tuned. The best things in life are free. But you can give them to the birds and bees. I want money. All right, I got a lot of requests from people on the forums, and in general, I see a lot of interest in how do you make money in the world of Warcraft. And so I've got uh, the first in a three-part series of information on how to make money. If you're a casual player, uh, earning money is going to be a little tough for you. It takes a lot of time away from questing, and it requires grinding. So if you are adverse to grinding, 
making money is going to be a little difficult. What do you mean grinding? Yeah. Grinding is, instead of questing, it's going out there and just whacking on mobs from level to level and just accumulating the stuff that they drop and the coin that they drop as opposed to running quests. Okay. The best way to make money is to play solo. Uh, oh, I was begging. Well, <laughs> I'll pickpocket. Can I have two silver? Well, that is one way to make money. I need Although, my mount. I need 40. I've never seen it be successful. You begged. Actually, it's funny. In uh, Darkmoon Fair this morning, there were so many low levels in Elwyn Forest who were begging for money so that they could buy tickets or whatever they were doing, and <laughs> it was pretty funny. Just like kids. So if you're only on the game a few times a week... I would suggest just staying with your leveling and your questing and not worrying a whole lot about it because unless you devote two or three hours or so every couple of days, you're probably not going to rank in a whole lot of money. So you, you just want to – you have to prioritize what you want to do and how you want to get it done. But money does require a decent amount of time in game doing things that are not quest-related. So if you're going to make money, the best way to do it is to play solo. Uh, when you're in groups, obviously, the money and the loot is all divided, and you have to roll on the loot. So no matter how small the group is, even if it's another person, your potential loot that would come to you to make money for you is going to be divided amongst the other players. Making money in World of Warcraft, this is important, is a three-tiered process. It requires farming, gathering, and the auction house to be successful. And this week I'm going to go over the first part of this, which is farming. Uh, farming has gotten kind of a bad word. It, it's either farming slash grinding. You can use either one. We're not talking about farming like farming for loot and then selling gold online and, and whatnot. That's a completely different type of farming. I'm talking farming as in farming loot for yourself. And there's a couple of tips here that are going to be real helpful to you. The first one is find a good area with NPC mobs that you know will drop loot and coin and kill them until your bags are full. Um, I'm not going to advise you as to what mobs you should go kill. I'll leave that up to you to find out, you know, things that you know in the world or, or, or what places sound attractive to you. But kill them until your bags are full and take the loot. Try and farm during off hours to avoid ganking hassles on PvP servers um, and other players in your area taking your mobs on the other servers. Off hours are going to be your best times to get more loot and more money. Your goal with all the mobs is to gather coin, dropped items, and stackable vendor trash. Now. Vendor trash, a good example of this would be in Ungoro Crater, uh, if you're killing gorillas in a cave there. They drop something called Tuft of Gorilla Fur, and Tuft of Gorilla Fur will stack up to five. And five Tufts of Gorilla Fur will net you 53 silver. Now, you can't do anything with that on the auction house. No one wants it. But to a vendor, it's 53 silver. So with a half an hour worth of farming gorillas in Ungoro, you get a couple of tufts of stack gorilla fur, you've made yourself two or three gold. There's something similar for lower level characters in Darkshore. If you farm thistle bears or raging thistle bears or grizzled thistle bears, I think, you get a rotting bear carcasses. And they, those stack, and like one of them is worth almost a whole silver. So if you get five or ten of them, you're, you're almost up to, you know, ten, fifteen silver right there. So. Yeah, there's items like that throughout the game, and they're all, that's the kind of stuff, you want to find the mobs that drop that kind of stuff, as well as either coin or loot occasionally. Yep. There's a rule of thumb, green items drop on average about once per 50 kills or so. Blue items about once per 900, and epic purple items are extremely rare outside of the high-end instances. And actually, most people never even see one drop. And if, if they do drop, they're random world drops about 90% of the time. Of course, some of us have them drop, what, two in two days. <laughs> right. Well, I got lucky and actually had literally, like Cromley said, two of them drop in two days. But I got mine. One of them came from an instance, 
And the other one was a random mob from a stray hyena in Tenaris that pulled me off of the horse when I was driving by. <laughs> now you're going to so, get everyone going to Tenaris and yeah. waiting. <laughs> so, but it could, it could happen anywhere is my point. It was a non-elite hyena that, you know, I killed and there it was. So it, it's random. So just kill a lot and eventually you'll probably see a purple. Elite mobs will drop green, blue, and purple items at about four times higher a rate than non-elites. So if you're looking primarily to get items, go for the elite mobs because they're going to drop more greens and you can sell them and whatnot. Another great idea to get money in is farm instances. First of all, if you're in an instance and you can go in solo, say you're a level 30 and you can go back to the dead mines, the dead mines drops a ton of greens and some blues. And you can come back with a decent amount of stuff to put up on the auction house or to sell to vendors, and it's a good way to go. But you're in the instance by yourself, too, so no one's going to bother you. No one's competing for the stuff that you're looting. It's all open up for yourself. That's a really good point. Yep. Another great one there is uh, Scarlet Monastery. Scarlet Monastery is about the same thing as Dead Mines, but at a higher level. Uh, in, for example, the Graveyard Instance, which is the first and lowest of the instances in Scarlet Monastery, has tons of coin and silk that drops off of the ghosts in the graveyard and about an hour of farming there with all the items and stuff you sell in the auction house you can make up to about 10 gold an hour if you really are diligent and work at it if you have skinning as a gathering trade skill farm beasts and creatures that will drop items and be skinnable at the same time this will double your intake an example of this would be the turtles in hinterlands for example the turtles in hinterlands you can kill they drop stackable vendor trash which is worth some money and then if you skill skin them you not only get their hides but you also get scales which can be sold uh, at the auction house for different leatherworking recipes and when you're out in the world remember to check any vendors you might come across there's many vendors are out there who are like traveling salesmen. They walk the roads between towns. Traveling or remote area vendors often have rare items for sale of a limited number that will disappear once you have bought them. So a lot of these items are usually trade skill recipes and they'll sell in the auction house for many times the price you bought them for. So it's good to check those vendors whenever you come across one and, and see what kind of stuff that you can buy. So that wraps up the farming section and part one of my tips on making money in World of Warcraft. I'll post all this up on the forum so you guys can go check it out. And just remember that farming is your best way, your first and most primary way of getting money in. So get out there this week and find a good area and start farming and let us know uh, how much loot you're bringing in. Keep your stuff secret. Don't tell anybody. Except us. Lips are sealed. Send us a percentage, too. Yes. <laughs> Be very, very greedy. We'll take any blue or purple items you don't want. Just send us all your vendor trash. They don't really want it anyway. Yeah, they, they don't really Yeah, forget want. about what I said about how much silver it earns. Just send it to us. Well, baby, what I couldn't do With plenty of money and you Mayo! Mayo! So this week, um, I actually got the question from the forums today about Warlock Pets and... Uh, came from Firiona. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, oh, if not, what, uh, we're sure you'll hear about it. If not, I'll hear about it. But this is after a beer, so, you know, please forgive me. Um, he's a gnome, so beer is really effective. <laughs> I'm a lightweight. he's short. He's like the size, size of a Size don't matter, guys. Size we gave him like matter. a 40-ouncer, so yeah. he's like, you know. Stop hating, okay? Alright, the question comes from Feronia. Which pets are most useful in what situations? find myself using my succubus far more than any other warlocks I see, and I want to know when is the best time to use her opposed to my Voidwalker or Imp. 
that's a loaded question. <laughs> so to answer your question, Feronia, from experience, I find that the four pets that you have, you use it in different situations. Imps basically really give you extra boost in stamina. Right now, for example, my imp has a boost up to plus 42 stamina, which is pretty significant in terms of hit points. So when you're in a raid group, and when you have a tank there, and healers and all the other necessary classes you have, you definitely want to use an imp. And you'll see a lot of that. Warlocks use imps in groups. Well, Succubus, really it's good against PvP, especially when you're fighting a class. Pretty much fighting any class, because you can really charm your opponent. For example, if you fight with a paladin, you can really mesmerize them and just cast dots on them and fear them, wait for them to run away. Yeah, actually, I mean, let me chime in and just what you're saying. <laughs> Literally, Karg and I dueled uh, one day a couple months back, and we specifically set out to see if how I could beat Karg if he was using, using the succubus. And it basically boiled down to, I couldn't. Between the fears and the mesmerize that the succubus puts out, there was nothing that I could do. I didn't get more than a free few actions in on him, and it was nowhere near enough before he dropped me. So succubus is for a paladin anyways, or probably for any <laughs> melee class, are probably too much for that melee class to deal with. Probably, it looks like it at least, um, unless they get a hits up on you and they start the first attack. But if you're going one-on-one -on -one with mostly any class, you probably could take anyone out with a succubus uh, from experience. Void walkers are good when you solo. I mean they pretty much act as a tank for you and I've actually completed a lot of quests solo that way. Just send you know, the void walker in, take all the hits and run in and finish my quest and then there's a spell where you, you, they call it I think it's sacrifice where you actually banish the void walker and it becomes a shield for you for about 30 seconds pretty much immune to any hits and damages so that gives you 30 seconds to go in go out and you finish your quest or if you're running through a bunch of hordes that might be a good way to escape also the fell hunter it is good for it, it, it deals the most damage actually but I really don't use it I just don't find a use for it it detects invisibility so if, if you're in an area where you suspect there are rogues around it actually has a spell called paranoia and that's also a group thing. If anyone's in a group, they'll get that buff also. And you can actually detect hidden enemies. Depending on what situation you're in, you really have to get used to the individual pets and consider their strengths and weaknesses. There's always a use for each of the pets. So, wow. Regarding Warlocks, if Blizzard is listening to this, or anyone from Blizzard is listening to this, one thing that Warlocks need is more buffs and some sort of shield or more defensive spells because the only thing we have is, is that single buff the uh, shadow buff and that really doesn't cut it blizzard if you're listening ignore everything karg just said those guys are uber enough already buff paladins and rogues no 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 we seriously we seriously need a shield that looks cool like in everquest because they don't need to, anything when it comes to warlocks blizzard you suck so motherfuckers <laughs> give us Programmers, donut eating, <laughs> cable spilling, <laughs> server lagging, ass card. Dun dun dun. 
that's going to wrap it up for us here on another edition of Tavern Cast. We want to hear from you. Send us your in-game tales of triumph, humor, or tragedy, and we'll read the account on the show. We haven't got one yet. We're waiting for a good story to come in, uh, something cool, some some tale to, to tell about your adventures in World of Warcraft. Also, check out our forums at www.taverncast.com. Uh, come on in there. Let us know what you think of the show. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. All right, bye. Bye. Ciao. The world of Warcraft is the property of Blizzard Entertainment and all rights are reserved. Tavern Cast does not endorse underage drinking and urges those of you who are of age to have a stout heart and drink responsibly. Tavern Cast is a Snapdragon production. Example of tavern cast before editing. Um, uh, so in the news, uh, uh, I want to talk about. Um, <laughs> hey, Kern, uh, you gotta. What do you want to say? Where's the cell phone ringing? Uh, <laughs> we need that. My. Uh, in the fridge? That's that big rectangular thing in the kitchen. Keeps things cold? It's cold. <laughs> cold like winter. Where beer lives. That's where the beer lives. Beer lives in my belly. WTF? Why are people like Karg so stupid? I really just don't get it. I mean, people who are named Karg on the servers are always such a bunch of freaking idiots. <laughs> hey, uh, Lois, you want to talk about your colorful uh, armor? <laughs> McPaladin? Uh, I'm we... pink. <laughs> McPaladin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not McPaladin, I'm Paladin Bright. Paladin Bright. I fight for right. Where is your beer? I don't have one anymore. You need to get Oh, I'm out of beer!